Yo, yo, welcome to Star Sports Talks. It's your host, Zach Lazarus, and I got my co-host here, Parker Kukrell. How you doing? Doing well. It's good to be here. Awesome, awesome. It is October 26th, and it is 10 p.m., and we just got back from a live broadcast from uh, the fan from watching Derek Wolf and Cecil Lammy. It was great to be at Old Chicago, talking a little sports with some of the guys that know it best. Uh, it hasn't been the best of times here in the Mile House City. Yeah, I mean, we were over there, and he talks a lot of fantasy, Cecil Lammy, and let me tell you, none of the Broncos are even relatively close to starting in fantasy this year. I know, and that's the issue, is I made the mistake having three players from the Broncos roster on my fantasy team, one of which is on IR. It seems like a lot of players are on IR, too. Who do you got? Uh, Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. I was counting on him this season, and... Uh, yeah, that ended quickly for me, as well as the Broncos season. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I picked up Russell and Jerry Judy, and let me tell you, let me tell you, Jerry Judy needs to be traded here before the trade deadline. We have no assets in this upcoming draft. This season is a wrap, if you ask me. And going forward, we need to focus about the future and the future of this Broncos team. We got new owners, and it can't get much worse than it is now. But the Broncos keep proving me wrong. Yeah, I mean, we're only going week by week. We're only week seven, okay? Like, and never in a million years would I have thought this season was going to start like this with Russell Wilson. I mean, two and five? We were one of the most talked about teams before the season even started. Let's like, ride. Let's die. <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, who was it on Thursday Night Football? Cornerback uh, for Seattle for such a long time. Oh, oh, um, Richard Sherman. Yeah, Richard Sherman. Sorry, he literally cuts Bronco country. Like, let's score. <laughs> well, I have the privilege of going to a lot of these home games, and I can tell you the best part of these games should be watching the actual game. But it's the five hours pregame in the parking lots that are what I enjoy most most this season, and not the product I'm getting on the field and. Broncos country's going out of the way to make a statement. And these new owners, the Pinner Group, they spent a lot of money on this team. And I can tell you right now, they're not pleased watching fans leave when it could still be a ball game at the end of a game. I mean, it's fourth quarter. There's time left. Or we're going into overtime against the Colts. And people are just flooding out of the stadium. I mean, it just, Zach, it's that's a where we're at here. It's a statement. Like, it has to be some sort of statement to them. Zach, that's where we're at here. It's not... It's not good. It is rock bottom. And maybe I'm speaking too soon, and I don't know. But No, I mean, we're looking at some stats here. And it's kind of like you pointed out before we started this. It's a bad look when the person on your team that has the most points scored is your kicker. <laughs> He's got 50 points on the year. No bueno, Zach. You know, who, you know who the next closest is? Jerry Judy with 12. Okay. And, and by the way, Cortland Sutton was supposedly one of the top five receivers to begin the season. And where is he at in points? Doesn't have any. And like, you know it's not talking? No, I'm sorry, he's got one. But like, oh my god. Okay, yeah. But you know, what kind of money were we paying for him? Just one? Come on here. You know what's not talked a lot about? And it was talked a lot about when it first happened, but it's not been talked enough about lately, is the loss of Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick was not only the surest hands wide receiver in the National Football League, other than maybe DeAndre Hopkins with his spectacular catches, 
But when it comes down to catching every ball, Tim Patrick is your go-to guy in this National Football League, and I would say a lot of people agree with me on that. Not to mention, he is a great leader, and he the loss that we have with not having him is exponential, Zach. Exponential, and it doesn't get talked enough. Yeah, I mean, we can see it on the field. Like, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are not picking up that slack of what he could have been doing if he was here with Russell Wilson right now. And, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Tim Patrick just is one of those guys that's got a lot more heart in him than players like Jerry Judy. Because at the end of the day, I sit there and watch Judy, and it doesn't seem like he even wants to be on the Broncos. He doesn't want to play. I sat down and watched like, the film of Jerry Judy in his college stats at Alabama with the Crimson Tide. I don't know if it was Nick Saban just getting on his ass or what. Isn't Handel Hackett or was Vic Vangio not doing it? But there's a lack of effort. It's the National Football League, Jerry. The players are just as good as you, if not better, in this league. At Alabama, when you were in high school, in little leagues, you were the best player. And you could get away with a lot of laziness and not trying because of your athleticism. That does not work in the National Football League, and he's finding out very fast. And that's why I think if we're going to trade some away, it needs to be him. And we need to get all the assets we possibly can for him. I mean, like you just... Like you mentioned, the trade deadline's coming up on November 1st. And just recently, and you can read it on my article on StellarSportsTalk.com, uh, you know, about who the players are that are being talked about being traded right now. And they've mentioned Bradley Chubb. They've mentioned Jerry Judy. They've mentioned KJ Hamler and Garrett Bowles, potentially. Now, you can't get nothing day, for Garrett Bowles. You got, he can only walk on one leg right now. Right now. But it's... So those those are the names that have been kind of thrown around that you've heard. And it's like, out of those guys, who do you see being most valuable? And who who would you want to be traded? It comes down to me, it's, it's Bradley Chubb. Uh, when he can stay healthy, his numbers prove it. Uh, now staying healthy has been an issue for him. But this season, he has maintained his health. And he's put up, I mean, we're talking about, I would say you have to... Tell me, we're top three defense right now. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I, we we can look at some defensive stats here. And I think I was seeing around, too, Corbin Sutton's only allowed, like, over or less than 200 yards on the entire Locked season. down corner. Like, one of the best in the entire league. Granted, he doesn't have a whole lot of interceptions, but he's not targeted because they are scared to go that way with him. They do not you got a lot of balls if you throw it number two. And they don't want to. And that is... I mean, it just it goes to show. Our defense, I mean, they've been great. Every game we've held teams to, what, essentially 15 or less. The Chargers were... Well, sh- well shit, you score more than 16 points, score 17 points, it's an easy dub versus these Broncos this year because for some darn reason, Zach, we can't score more than 16 points. We could score 16 in that first quarter and you think, oh, this is going to be the game. We score over 16 and that... Clock hits zeros at the end of the game, and what are we still at? We're at 16 or less, and it is garbage. It is terrible, and it needs to improve, and it needs to improve immediately, starting this week in London. Okay, well, then, who, here's the question. Who's to blame? Is it Russell? Is it Hackett? And also, here's my other big question here. Our offensive coordinator, Justin Oden, or I don't know if I'm saying his last name correct, but... What does he do exactly? Well, he ain't calling plays. He ain't being the offensive coordinator. When when we you get the know. nice little cute little catalog at the beginning of the stadiums when you're walking in, 
and they give you the whole roster and all the coaches and their bios and stuff like that, he's listed on there as the offense coordinator. I don't know what he's coordinating, but he's only coordinating 16 points a game. And by the way, Hackett's already stated he calls the plays. He runs the offense. That needs to stop so, immediately. So, and here's the thing. I was talking. Clint Kubiak needs to be calling the plays. He has experience doing it. Let's get the head coach not doing it because he already has signed Jerry Rosberg for help for game management. And that's what we hired Nathaniel Hackett to do was be a head coach. And what is all involved with being a head coach is game management and leading your team. So if you can't call plays and do both, then be the team leader and change would, it up and do what's best for the team. Would you have respect for Hackett if he came out and said, I, you know, this season has been a disappointment so far. We've had failures, and I have, I've been lacking you in certain areas. You can't say that yet at Week 7, Zach. In the Professional National Football League, you just can't say that. But here's you the wish thing. he could say it, but he can't. But guess, but this is, here's the thing. He needs to come out and sit here and say, here are where my failures are at. We are 2-5, and five, and it's obvious that I've not been the coach that we should be, and or I should be. You know, So I'm going to take the initiative and take myself down from these responsibilities. Here's who I'm promoting up to it. And that way I can take on my head coach position and focus on everything else that I need to focus on, and the play calling can go to somebody else because that is one of my weaker suits. Would you have more respect for him if he said that right now? Or if he just continued doing what he's doing and he worked himself out of a job by week 14. I would. Would you rather him see try something different right now? I would. But what would he be doing then in the meantime? Because Jerry Rossford is doing the game management. If he's not calling plays, is he just going to be over there watching the game and then checking in on his guys and stuff like that? Coaches do it all the time. I mean, He needs a pay cut and he needs a pay cut ASAP. I'm sorry. There's, head coaches have a responsibility. It is to lead your team. It is not to be an offensive coordinator because guess what? That is why you have an offensive coordinator on your staff because the head coach is there on game day to lead your team at the end of the day. Of course he should have opinions. Of course he should have a, a input, say Zach, input. and input. But at the end of the day, somebody needs to be focused directly on that because Hackett needs to be going to our offense, to our defense. Where are we struggling? He needs to be moving around the team. He needs to be focusing. You know, he needs to set, like, you know what I mean? He, he's got he's to gotta focus on the whole team. He's got to lead the whole team. Whereas right now, it feels like it's all him and Russ. It's him and Russ, even in the press conference, you know? It's everybody else's fault but him. I would say local media plays a little bit of part in that because, I mean, I can just go on Twitter right now and see tweets today. I mean, Russ, not even local media today. It is going nationally on media what Russ did on the, the eight-hour plane. plane ride to London. Four it's hours. It's because of the comment, though. He could have said he worked out. He could have said he did his own thing. Or he could have not said anything at all. But I think what got people going was that he said, while everybody was knocked out, I yeah. so is that a hate was on, doing it. Is that like, I'm working when everyone else is sleeping type deal? He It's his little nudge of, I work harder than everybody. Well, and I think, you know, that's what everybody took it as. And even when I was listening to Derek Wolf and DMAC on the drive on the fan, they, you know, Derek was like, come on, you know, as it's like that, you can't say that. You cannot sit there and say, oh, well, everybody else was sleeping. I was sitting there doing high and I was the one doing stuff. Like, come on, you know, you're throwing, you're throwing the rest of your team under the bus, essentially. How do you think the players wake up and feel from that eight hour flight and they see that news Going around, they hear that they get asked about that, you know, 
And then even McAfee was joking around, or McAfee, sorry. Uh, you know, he even joked and was like, you, like, you know, they were trying to sleep. And he was like, just kidding, no, they're not. They were, or they were asleep. You know, he was like, no, they were trying to sleep while their teammate was doing high knees running up and down the plane aisle. Like, you know, how does that look to everybody else? Yes, I agree. And I also think there's aspects within the media and everything on social media, too. Little things get ran with, and then you start taking on little narratives of what people think is going on, something like that, and then it gets ran with all over social media. And then it gets talked about a little bit more. And I do think these athletes a little bit do understand that to an extent. They're on social media, too. They see what they do their own things. They see it. Um, does it affect them as much as we think it does? I would have to say no, because a nice little paycheck every Monday morning does say a lot. And so... But when the person that's leading your team is throwing little nudges like that, how does that make you feel at the end of the day? You know, when Aaron Rodgers sit there a couple weeks ago and goes, my receiving core is practically awful. It could have it been very well true. Honestly, it could have been true. I mean, it was a long flight. But I'm not at the stage right now to give Russell Wilson the benefit of the doubt. What really talks to me, and I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, is when we start winning ball games, And that's all that matters. They've even mentioned, you know, how do other players feel about the, all the extra stuff Russell gets? He gets an off. Sierra gets full access. His team gets parking spaces in front of the building. The team needs to be out of the facility, Zach. Out of the facility. Either you're on contract with the team and you let that team run the way you do things in that business place, or you don't do it. How many more games do we lose before you take start taking things away from Russell? privileges when do you take his team out of the building um see that's just that's just something we don't know was something in his contract when he signed it that that has to be allowed and that could be something that could have been included because what he's used to so we don't know that but i'm going to say in retrospective say that that didn't that's not the case i would say it needs to happen could we do it tomorrow because it needs to happen immediately because the distractions the Superstar status is dragging this team down. It's laughable, and it needs to stop. You want to hear something that I read that I thought was kind of an interesting take from one of the sports people in Seattle? They were talking, and it, they were like, look how well Seattle is doing this year with Geno Smith. A nobody, essentially, that came in. You know, he had a name people kind of knew, but he was not, like, a stat. Like, you know, he was just one of those guys that was like, okay, he's going to start, like, Seattle's not going to be Picked him up in fantasy. Great. Doing Dude, that well. I, I was looking for him in fantasy the other night because I was like, you know what? He, he's a starter at this point. He's, Who would have thought he's that Geno Smith's high points. on the leaderboards in fantasy points yeah. than Russell Stinkin' Wilson? Yeah. And like I said, they were they were talking about it and they were like, how successful that they've been this year. And they were like, it's been super interesting, the fact that maybe what's been holding them down for the last couple of years I also want to chime in, Zach, really fast. We got our Nuggets up 89-82 with eight minutes to go in the fourth over the L.A. Lakers. Do you think we win? I hope so. I hate the Lakers. So nice little 0-4 start for the Lakers would make me sleep like a baby tonight. So, so catch me up. I'm not, I haven't followed the basketball season too, too crazy. What happened to MPJ? Is he hurt again? Uh, He took a little... It wasn't a tumble, but it's just maintenance for his back injuries he's been dealing with. And so, I'm nervous, Zach. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little nervous. But 
If it's just maintenance, I like that key word they put into his injury report. It was just a maintenance day. So if it's just maintenance, I can ride with that. But if it becomes an ongoing thing and a lingering thing, my concern level goes to exorbitant levels. I will say that. Is this a playoff team this year? Um, uh, absolute playoff team. Seating-wise, we'll see. I would say if team stays healthy, championship or bust. And you heard it here first. So, I, you know, I, I follow the basketball, and I know the Nuggets are pretty good. You know, I know last year we made a run for it. The year before we made a run for it. And we've been, you know, there's always just been that missing piece. We've, we've just been injured. MPJ's out. You know, who was the other guy that was out last year that was our, that was a big player? Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, yep, exactly. You know, and then it's... There's See, I, I, have like to, I have to help Zach here a little bit with the basketball knowledge, so... I'm not. I, I try to follow. We're working it, on it. We're, we're getting there. It's gonna get a lot better. Just keep listening. But you know, I keep knowing. It's just like Jokic is that MVP. Everybody's like Jokic, Jokic. We as long as Jokic is playing, there's a chance for the Nuggets. And that was while they were even hurt, and while they were both out. Like we got a healthy team. You know, I'm all I'm here, and we're young. We're healthy so teams, we're so talented that we, anything is accomplishable. You know, and right now that was that was what was so exciting before the offseason too. The Nuggets had potential. We looked healthy, people were excited. Broncos, we just traded for Russell Wilson. Oh my god, we look like a playoff team. We are gonna be able to compete. Oh my god. The you know, our hockey team, the Avs, they just won the cup last year. They're one of the most dominant teams going to that. Like the Broncos were like the perfect golden trio. I was yelling, when we got Russell Wilson, I'm yelling on my, off my deck across the neighbors across the open space. We're talking 300 yards away. I'm yelling out there with a beer in my hand. We just got Russell Wilson. And I'm here today on, what's the date today? Today's the 26th, I believe. 26th of October. 26th of October. Seven games in, and I'm pissed. I'm not happy. And every Sunday, these are, these are weekends that I should be looking forward to. NFL Sunday ticket on, or I'm at the game, you know, wearing my Bronco gear. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for dubs, and I'm not getting it. And I'm having a hard time sleeping at night. It's putting me in a bad mood. My friends can tell, and it's just not good. It's it's tough to be a Broncos fan in this town, but I will say we do have the abs, and the abs. The abs are my pride and joy right now, Zach. They really are. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough to be able to go to the uh, season opener where they rose the banner. Held the banner, held yeah, the banner. That was a lot of fun, and I mean, they were domino- dominant that night. That was a lot of fun to watch. I think the end of the score was like 4-2, I think. Yeah, it was something, something like, like that. that, yeah. Something great, like that. Great emotional win. Terrible in the NHL for playing as a back-to-back, and we had to fly to Calgary mm-hmm. and get there at 3 in the morning and be expected to... Play there that next night on opening, after opening with our banner ceremony. Ridiculous by the NHL, if you ask me. It was a late night in Denver, by the way. Because yep. I didn't, I did not leave that stadium probably till 11.30, it seemed like. You know, it, it, it took a while. And it was like in that whole banner ceremony, the videos, you know, the lead singer from Blink-182 came out. They played the whole song. Awesome. You know, it the, like, awesome. it was fun. That's, what, that's why you love sports right there, Zach. It was a good time. It was yep. a fun time. I got videos, and it's one of those things that I'm going to sit there and be like... You'll show your kids that yeah, one day. I, you know, I, how often are you able to go do something like that on a... You know, where they raise the banner. 
and I was lucky enough to be in one of the boxes. So <laughs> it was real nice. There you go. I love it. And we got the nice little overtime win by the Avs in a shootout last night versus the Rangers. Always love it when a New York team loses. We hate New York teams. And LA. Like, Not a big and fan. LA. Not a big fan. Let's talk about New York a little bit. They're football teams, though. I mean, what's going on? What what changed this year? The well, Jets? I will, I will tell Giants? you right now. If I put the, the a bet on the New York Jets or the Giants this year, specifically the Giants this year, Dude. to do well and maybe possibly win their division, they might. I'd be a wealthy man, Zach. Wealthy man. I mean, it's in, who would have thought the Jets are going to come in and be 5-2? and two? What are the... the we're, end? we're at the point in the season where it's not like, are they pretenders? It's like, are they contenders now? No, they're contenders. They've yeah. proven themselves week in and week out. And then the Giants over here at 6-1. and one. Like, and I feel like nobody's even talking about it. Like, at all. Right. And at the end of the day, it I don't think it matters. It's <laughs> the Chiefs and it's the Bills. I think at the end of the day, that's every anybody everybody talks about. Ryan Gable is going to win Coach of the Year. That's for sure for the Giants. What he's mm-hmm. done with that club, the leadership he has shown, hence, hence something we need here in the Mile High City. Um, what he has shown and what he has done with that ball club is phenomenal. And it's going to be recognized at the award show at the end of the season because he has done phenomenal and can only go up from here for the New York Giants. And I hate to say it. I wish I could be saying the same for the Denver Broncos. But here we are. And uh, I just hope the sun comes up tomorrow and we get a dub in London versus the Jags. Yeah, that that's going to be a really fun game to watch. What do you think the predictions are? What do you think? I mean, they're looking good. Dude, well, Trevor Zach, Lawrence across is... the ponds here. Uh, it's going to hurt. We are missing some players. Baron Browning is gone. He has been a phenomenal surprise for our Broncos defense. Our Broncos defense has been phenomenal with how they are playing and our record and our games. It is a damn shame that we are where we're at and we have to live with it. And it's, like I said, it puts me in a bad mood. But here we are. Um, Travis Etienne. James Robinson got traded this week. So they will not have James Robinson. So it's going to be the Travis Etienne show with his college quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. My favorite college, Clemson Tigers, in Death Valley there. So big fans of those two players. But with being a fan also knows the worry. And the worry is real because they are two good players. Record of the Jacksonville Jaguars might not show it, but the skill sets are there, and it concerns me. So the Broncos are going to have to be ready. It is a must-must win for the Denver Broncos. And uh, hopefully we can go across the pond to London and get the dub, but nothing is guaranteed with this Denver Bronco ball club. And so... uh, I'll believe it once I see it. Do you even think if we get a win this week, it really helps the situation that much? I think it, it, it plays a big part in what we do after this week. We're going, going into a buy trade deadline on November 1st, so that's right around the corner. Get to put our costumes on for Halloween, dress up, maybe drink a few beers, do our thing. Uh, 
but come November 1st is the trade deadline. And so depending on what we do in London versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, could play a big role in what we do at that deadline and what we do as a team going forward. No, I totally agree. You know what my Halloween costume this year is going to be? What is it? It's going to be a giant joke. Like these Denver Broncos. I'm going to dress up as Russell Wilson. Broncos country. It's not right. <laughs> nah, it's been a disappointing season. There's time to turn it around. Do I think we can make playoffs at this point? I'm not sure. I really am not. I would, I would kiss off the playoffs for right now. Let's, yeah. just, let's just win one game at a time and then see where we're at. I it's, think... it's a must win. Like I said, it's a must win this week. We need to go into the bye week with some confidence. And if it's going to be a win, it needs to be a blowout win. It needs to be a, you need to make a point with this win so you have a, a very giant foundation block to build off of going into the bye to work on going into the second half of the season. I agree. And I've been saying it for a couple of weeks, but I think Russell and this team just need one win at this point to get their confidence back. Russell needs to come out and score 30, 40 points. It has to be a determining win. It can't be one of those, like, two of our wins this season have been one-score games, close games. That's what I'm it saying. It be a determining where our defense, and that's where our defense, Bradley Chubb especially, and our pass rushers can really show. It plays a part with pass rushers when you play with the lead. They can do a lot of things. The offenses, the opposing offenses are going to play a lot different. It's going to be all passing. There's going to be obvious passing downs to do. And... That's how the defense is really going to show when it comes to passing. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. And like I said, I totally think that they just need one week to come out, score 30 points, our defense play like they've been playing, keep them to 16. We score 30-40. 30-40 to 14 game, Russell Wilson gets his confidence. This team feels good. All we need is that, and it's going to click. I think Russell just needs one game to get his confidence back. He has been put down and put down and put down in this town, week after week after week, that he just needs a little bit of confidence. He needs a little bit of love. You know, first couple games, I think it was like, okay, we're going to see. But at this point, like, Russ has to leave that stadium and just not feel good about himself. The Broncos Broncos lose in London. I got two questions for you. Broncos lose in London. Should Nathaniel Hackett... Should Nathaniel Hackett get back on that airplane after the ball game? Or should they tell him, hop on a boat, Nathaniel... You're going back to wherever you came from because you ain't coming back to Dove Valley here in Colorado because you suck. You know, I think I think his time's limited in Denver. You know, do I think they're going to get rid of him midseason? I think it, it's a potential. You know, the Panthers just fired their head coach midseason, and that was that was two games ago or a game ago, you know? So it's like anyone and everyone is on on the block in the NFL. No job is secure. And it doesn't matter that he's this new head coach. It's his first year. He's not producing. And he's not even showing any sort, like, signs of improvement. And that's why I said earlier, if he comes out and just simply said where he's weak and sit, and said, you know, this is what we're going to change. These are the people taking over these directions. It would have some sort of respect because people would look at him and go, you've realized your weaknesses and you're changing your system because you want to stay in Denver and you want to see success. Doing the same thing week in, week out, just hoping it's going to get better is not the solution. And if he did that, I think I'd have a lot more respect, and I think we'd see more success in Denver. But once again, after last week, they asked him, would you give up your responsibility responsibility on play calling? He said, we will evaluate every option, and we will see 
what needs to happen and what's best for the team. But, but I don't think that my play calling has been the issue, essentially, is what he said. And blamed it on everyone else but himself once again. The truth so, tells telling of us in this season will come down to this game in London. Um, and we're going to find out a lot about the Broncos. Um, I thought, I mean, it's, we found out a lot this season so far. Like I said, this is a must, must win for this Denver Bron- Bronco Ball Club. And um, there's going to be major, major changes for this team going forward if we do not get this dub this weekend. Um, and the one good thing you could say out of this pitiful season for the Denver Broncos is every single one of their losses have been close games. We've been right there because of our defense. We've been right there. And you can see the potential there. And that is the most frustrating part. It has been there. It's been little things. It's been coaching mistakes. It has been mind mistakes. Just the mental game. Penalties. Stupid penalties that have cost us. Put us in long yarded situations on offense that have just not put us in good situations to be successful has really killed us. And so... If we can just cancel those out, I really think there will be a lot of success on the football field and and give us a little bit of a foundation going forward, know that we're going in the right direction and that we don't totally have to nuclear bomb this whole plan that we've going into the season that we thought we had lined up and don't have to just put it in a trash can and start over. Because if that were to happen, get used to it, Zach, because we're in a long world of hurt, this Denver Broncos football team. Well. Last thing I say before time's almost up here, everybody. But right before we go, I'm gonna just say this: the end of end of our season goes Titans, Raiders, Panthers, Ravens. I'll be there. Chiefs, I'll be there in North Carolina. Cardinals, Rams, Chiefs, and Chargers. That's not it an easy. It gets tough, it buddy gets boy. Tough. It gets tough. We ain't gonna see anything easy coming forward. So they either gotta switch things up and start being successful very quickly, or I mean, I could see us could literally losing out the rest of the season. We might not see the sun the rest of the season here. We might not. And that's scary to think about. Scary. So, I don't know. We're going to see. I like sleeping well at night, and I don't know if I can with hearing that schedule. I know. So, we're going to see. We're going to see what happens here. So, the game is this Sunday. It's at 7 a.m. It's going to be an early, early, I early not, game. I might not go to sleep Saturday night. I might just stay up all night and just go right through the game. Yep. You might need to. You might need to. We will see. But the game is this Sunday, so my prediction, you know, hopefully the Broncos bounce back this week. It They've got to at some point. You know, and Russ is coming back from and this the injury. This is the game to do it versus a struggling Jaguars team that has been struggling for years now. The Blake Bortles years there in the AFC Championship game. But this is a game for us to win. I'm going to put out a prediction. I'm going to do... I'm going to do 31... 17 Denver across the pond in London. I think I'm going to go 28-14 Broncos. 28-14 Broncos. And we'll see. And, you know, that's another interesting thing is we didn't even talk about today. Our running back situation. What's going on back there with Melvin and Latavia. So I'm interested to see again how that kind of divvies out this week. We'll get into that tomorrow. We'll, We'll talk more about it. So. All right, everybody. Thanks for thanks for listening and just sticking around and listening to Stellar Sports Talk. So this is your host Zach Lazarus, and 
Parker Kukrul, it's great to be with y'all. We'll talk to you guys here soon next time. Peace out. Get in a flow, bro.